Hello and welcome into this week's edition of the Recruiting Blitz. I am Greg Smith, Senior Recruiting Analyst here at Inside Nebraska, and I am joined once again, as always, by digital content extraordinaire Jansen Coburn. Jansen, how are you, man? Good, Greg. What's happening? Oh, not a lot, but everything. Uh, <laughs> busy, busy week. Uh, good weekend for Nebraska as, as they are now kind of tied for first place in the Big Ten West after getting it's that wild. victory over Purdue. It is incredibly wild um, to think that we're here after the start to the season, that they're now sitting at five and three. Um, I, I, they're not in control of their own destiny. Minnesota is um, in the West, but Nebraska they is right play there. Ohio State, though. But they still have to play Ohio State. But they're right there in the thick of things, and Nebraska still has Wisconsin and Iowa um, left on the schedule. So I, I, I said this to, to Steve Mark, and I don't think I've said it to you before um, on here, is that I, I, my hope for this season and in year one of Matt Rule was that there was meaningful football to be played in November, that it actually mattered for something. Because so many times in recent memory – we get to this stretch of the season and we're just like, uh, okay, hey, well. <laughs> yeah. And I got my wish. This is going to be a fun finish to the year. Thanks to a huge October uh, for the team. So, so it's good. We, we got a lot going on right now. Yeah. They, they seem to be rolling right now and there's a lot of good things to talk about, but I hate to be the bearing of bad news, but we got to start <laughs> off once again uh, um, with some, some not so good news, and that was Kwan Lacey, Nebraska's running back commit. He decommitted from Nebraska. Um, so how does Nebraska replace Kwan Lacey? <laughs> wow, uh, they don't. Um, I don't. I don't know if they do. I, I don't say they don't. They, I don't know if they do in this cycle. It's going to be tough because you're he, you're talking about a guy who really, depending on who you ask, was their best recruit, um, certainly best offensive recruit right there with Carter Nelson, even though the rivals rankings don't reflect that. Like Lacey was a guy that everyone could kind of see as an underrated prospect and a guy that everyone really thought was the perfect fit in the inside of Matt Rule and, and Marcus Satterfield's offense, you know, whatever shape that's going to take moving forward. Um, and to have that type of a bell cow running back potentially in your class, when you're going to be, no matter what the offense looks like, they are going to be a running first team, right? Like we do know that. And so that's tough. Um, you, It was always a weird situation with Lacey uh, because even though he would say all of the right things and he told me after he visited, he took a visit for the Michigan game. Not a great one for to have that recruit yeah. at um, or any recruit. But he, after he left that game in Lincoln, he was like, hey, you know, I, I'm ready and excited. I'm still part of this class. Like I'm excited to help to build this thing up at Nebraska which is great. And then obviously things kind of started to turn and you just didn't see a lot of like kind of interaction with him on social media with Nebraska or with Nebraska's commits or anything like that. Um, we know that Lane Kiffin of Ole Miss came to his school and that same week that kind of Garrett McGuire and EJ Barthel also went to the school. And so, you know, Alabama is also now kind of circling the waters and there's a potential for him to take an official visit there. There'll be other schools that get involved. Like it's tough. Like, and I don't know that you can replace him necessarily unless we get a surprise, which is very well possible <laughs> with this recruiting with this recruiting staff, um, or if it's going to be a combination of maybe they get a late senior riser in 2024 class and then also pair that with a transfer portal addition at running back as well. Because I don't think, I, I, outside of Emmett Johnson on the current team right now, I think everything else is up for grabs as far as it comes to next year's running back room. Um, we have no idea what that's going to look like next year 
You just kind of stole my next question with that word transfer portal guy. I was going to ask you that you look at the Nebraska running back room as it stands right now. And I think going into fall camp, your top three would have been Gabe Irvin, Ramir Johnson, and Anthony Grant. And mm-hmm. while I think um, Ramir is applying for a sixth year, so he might come back. Uh, Anthony Grant, I believe is gone no matter what, cause he's a senior. Yeah. And then even though Gabe, I don't, I don't know if he's a junior or whatever he is. He's had so many like season. So injuries many stuff. bad injuries. Yeah. The interesting thing about Gabe is I think a reasonable concern is his health. And mm-hmm. he's had two major season, any season ending injuries. So beyond those three guys, like you mentioned, Emmett's the only guy um, that's played meaningful snaps. So do you think they're, they're going to have to look for more than just one guy to replace Kawan and bolster up their depth for next year? Yes, I, th- I think you're going to have to, because I don't like the, like you just, I think correctly spelled out, like it is not a, it's it's not a necessarily a talent issue or a knock on how good Gabe Irvin and Ramir Johnson could be. But we're talking about, this, especially with Gabe, this amount of injuries. So Ramir has been banged up too. Um, and it, it's just going to be tough. Like it's really hard. And Based on kind of the the timing of those injuries and how bad they were with being season ending, like when would they even be able to come back? Like that becomes you know a, a big question as well. Like yeah. I think you have to. I think you you you, you have to get more than one guy to come in this off season at running back. And you, and I think that there's a way to, and I think you should be able to get a pretty good one because to me, even with Emmett Johnson and he's continued to play better and better as weeks have gone on. I do think that you're going to, you're going to obviously need someone to help split carries as well, because you just can't, it, the days of having one guy, unless you've got Braylon Allen, but even then they don't do this either. Um, have him yeah. be like the guy for like 250, 200 by carries. Like that just doesn't happen anymore. So you'll need more depth in that room. And as we've seen this year, injuries at running back definitely tend to pile up because of the the stress that position puts on your body. No doubt. Well, we got the bad news out of the way. It's all good from here. Promise you that. Um, I felt like yesterday was a sneaky good day for visitors for Nebraska. Mm -hmm. Like it seemed like, um, well, there were some, it looked like there were some surprise visitors. That's what I'm about (laughs) to ask you about. Um, so let's start with that. Um, you went down on the field as you always do to get your pregame shots. And as I was looking through the gallery, there's some people that surprised me when I was looking through there. So was there anybody there that surprised you that came and visited yesterday? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think first and foremost, we'll start locally. Um, Caleb Pye from the, the 2024 offensive lineman out of Omaha Central. Um, I look up and there he is standing next to Graham Bricks. Um, and it was pretty funny. Like I was like, wait, wait a second. That look, that guy looks familiar. Oh, it's Caleb. Um, recently decommitted from from Illinois. Um, we don't know kind of what the status is there with him in Nebraska. Um, as of right now, we're recording this. I haven't spoken with him yet, uh, so we'll find out. Um, but it, it's interesting because him being back on the market, Nebraska is. I don't know like how many more spots they have in general, much less for offensive linemen outside of Grant Bricks. We know that Bricks has a spot no matter what. Um, I think that Caleb was a guy that could have been in the class over the summer had he elected to shut things down then he did not. Um, And then that spot maybe kind of went um, elsewhere. But now 
we don't know. We'll see what happens there. But he was definitely a surprise. Another really big one um, was a 2025 four-star uh, edge player, uh, London Merritt out of Georgia, who is a really, really talented player. And he's got, I think it's over 30 scholarship offers to his name. Um, Clemson, you know, Alabama, teams like that um, are definitely in on him. And so he's a really talented player. He was, I saw him on the sidelines kind of with Omar Hales, kind of dapping up with Terrence Knighton. Um, and it's interesting too that, you know, we talk every week now it feels like about defensive players and being able to see that defense every week and I don't I don't know how you watch that and think man that doesn't look like fun to play in Tony White's defense yeah absolutely and the one that you mentioned that's the star of our show Grant Bricks um, (laughs) that was the big talking point over the weekend that was a big deal and you broke the news that he was coming back on campus so what does it mean for Nebraska to get Grant Bricks back on campus because I think this time two weeks ago we were talking about how things were shifting in OU's favor and I don't know what's going on behind the scenes but it feels like that's uh, things have changed a little bit in the last two weeks. Yeah, it's a huge, huge deal uh, to get Grant Bricks back on campus and and for more than what you would think, because obviously it's a big deal to get your top target remaining on the board to get a four star offensive tackle, a true offensive tackle, um, a guy that's in the rivals 100. Um, But. This is also, as we've we've noted before, when Grant wasn't taking any in-season visits, because he told us that when we went to go see him um, yeah. play his game, is that he hadn't taken any visits to any of his finalists during the season. We thought that he would, but then the weeks kept going by and on and on, and he wasn't doing it. So for Nebraska to get a visit and to get, even if he ends up taking visits to those other schools as well, they got the first one. We'll see if, if any other visits happen. Um, but it's a huge deal that Nebraska got to get him on campus. And I think that part of it is too and and you saw the picture i think Dan, daniel kalen nebraska's quarterback commit tweeted out a picture of it was kalen um carter nelson jake peters roger gradney eric ingerson was in there and they may be one more that i'm forgetting i apologize if i am um that were in this photo and then danny's uh caption was the boys are back in town right that's a big deal to get all those guys together and have him just kind of, you know, get that sense again of feeling like you're part of the class. Cause we've noted before, right. That every time we talk to a commit, they note how close this group is and how like the, how much time they all like to spend together. So to have Grant to be a part of that again on a day in which Nebraska wins a conference game um, it is a really big deal. You feel like the end is coming or is this another one of those things where it's just going to continue to go back and forth? Man, I I feel like I'm done predicting when it is exactly that Grant Bricks is going to actually make an announcement, which means it'll happen any day, right? Um, I, I feel like we keep feeling like the end is near um, and it feels like it should be, um, but I don't have any intel that, that suggests that it's, it's coming soon. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, there's been plenty of false alarms along the way. A, a lot. I mean, we're going back, going from like what August, <laughs> the yeah. beginning of August, we've been talking about that. Yeah, and uh, he's uh, as we've talked about, a man of many words, so he won't <laughs> right. he won't let us in on much. So we'll we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it, no doubt. All right, last thing for you, Greg. You went down yep. south over uh, the past couple days. You actually got back. For those of you that don't don't know, <laughs> Greg got back to uh, Lincoln. The day of the Purdue game, he was scrambling to get over to the game. He's been yeah. on working double overtime. So what'd you do down there? Who'd you go see? 
Yeah, so it, it was a fun trip, productive trip. Um, like you said, working working double overtime. I think my my first stop on Thursday, no, Wednesday. God, it's been that long. I can't keep up to the dates. Wednesday, first stop uh, was Bowles High School down in, in Jacksonville, which is just loaded up with talent. Like the the 2026 talent stands out the most there. Um, but they also had a, a Louisville commit linebacker and Trent Carter, um, a Cincinnati commit on the defensive line, Garrison Butler. But I want to highlight um, two players in the 2026 class. One guy that I think will be a four-star soon, tight end Corbin Fordham, um, who is a Florida State legacy, and another 2026 player named Burroughs, um, who's at, his brother currently plays at Wisconsin. He took a visit to Wisconsin this past weekend. Um, he's a, a wide receiver, and he's a fantastic player. Um, and then on Friday, I actually went and saw the, the number one player overall um, in the entire 2025 class for rivals, um, defensive end Elijah Griffin, who is a very large man, um, really nice kid, um, a very large kid as well a um, lot of smoke around georgia on that one and he's a kid that a lot of people down south have their eye on um again the bulldogs feel like they've got the inside track there he spoke glowingly about georgia uh, and i got something up on rivals.com about that as well um cavalry day in savannah has another school that i stopped by they've got four-star 2024 quarterback commit jake merklinger um they also have a south carolina tight end commit like all of these schools had multiple multiple guys um that i went to see and then on Friday, on Thursday, I saw um, was it? Oh boy, I just lost the, the name of it. It was Mandarin High School uh, play against Sandalwood, and Mandarin High School features uh, 2025 four star. He's a top 50 player, Jamie French, who has a wide receiver commit to Alabama, who had just taken a, a visit up to Ohio State to see what Brian Hartline was talking about. They also had another big time commit as well. Friday night, I saw another game. Um, that that featured a kid in the 2025 class that is number 20 in the entire country, Zayden Walker. Um, he's kind of an edge outside linebacker kid. And if you just watch him play, you'll definitely think Georgia all the way. And he's, Georgia likes their chances yeah. there too. Um, maybe another kid on the team, a South Carolina commit, Jalewis uh, Solomon, who's an athlete, plays both ways, four-star kid, um, who was great in that game. And I'll say this about all of the players that I just rattled off, everyone that I saw in a game or actually run around in practice, they all perform very well like that was something that really stood out to me is that I didn't see anyone and think oh man that dude might be a little overrated or anything like that like all of them played really well so really big thank you to all the coaches and people behind the scenes that helped me with all of that because I couldn't have, couldn't have gone into all those schools with, without those folks too. How do you remember all of that on top of all the <laughs> Nebraska stuff, you just rally it all off like that. It just comes right off the tongue. Yeah, it's tough, but you know, somehow, somehow we make it work, but it, it was a very fun trip. And then I, like you said, then I, I landed Saturday morning yeah. at Epley at like 1030 and then went straight from there to the Nebraska game to see so those surprises. Pretty drastic visits. change in attire going from South uh, Georgia and <laughs> Northern Florida to the beautiful weather of Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, as you probably you might hear that little cold in my voice right now. Uh, that that's what that that's what that weather change will do to you. It was 82 down south. I was walking around in shorts. I came back here. It's like low 40s. Um, so yeah, that was definitely fun. There's your weather report. Uh, drink <laughs> the, the the recruiting blitz weather report drinking game. All right. Uh, you got anything else you want to add before we get out of here, Greg? 
No, this is it's a it's a really fun time. Like you said, like we said off top, like it's a great time for Nebraska because we're we're getting like meaningful football in November, which also and I've, we've said this before, joked about it on the show. It's we don't have to do the whole like, hey, you're sticking with your commitment to Nebraska. Like this is actually a time where the class should actually start to get bolstered a little bit, right? Like I think we're gonna see some more commitments and hear some more stuff as we, especially with the transfer portal ramping up. As I, Nebraska's already been active, they've offered a Michigan State transfer offensive lineman as they go to play East Lansing in East yeah. Lansing this weekend. Um, it's a really fun time. And we saw a lot of true freshmen get, get involved as well. Uh, so it's an exciting time, but that's going to do it for us on this episode. Make sure you like this video and tell a friend also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, so to make sure that you can get these videos dropped directly into your feed. We do these each week. You can also check out our rapid recap videos and everything else we have going on on the inside Nebraska YouTube channel. Also pop over to inside Nebraska.com. We got full football coverage and volleyball coverage rolling uh, as they continue their undefeated season as well. We will catch you guys next time.